um, that. I don't know why GarageBand does that, but it's like, let me assume that you want a ticking sound while it you're counts recording. you down. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. If I don't turn it off, it clicks the entire time. And you can hear it in the recording. <laughs> like, cool, that's a good feature. <laughs> like, who wants no. this? During an entire, could you imagine during, like an hour worth of podcast and all I hear is... Yeah. In like the it. background. Okay. Um... Part two <laughs> with Liza. Um, let's go from here with Belle. I'm not going to reintroduce myself because this is always so awkward for me. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go straight to what we were talking about in this last episode. I can't remember. Um, but we were talking about emotional intelligence and how we can think of ways to help people understand their own emotional intelligence and why that kind of just covers just human being um -hmm. or being a good human being because you are not only paying attention to your own emotional intelligence but also other people's which is kind of nice um so talking on that why do you think that all of this is so important like why is mental health important why is self-care important i mean like why should people care if you don't well okay the, the funny thing is is that for some weird reason, we can justify physically taking care of ourselves over mentally taking care of ourselves. But it's the same thing. Right. If you don't take care of your mental, you're not going to properly physically take care of yourself either. Right. right. And so I think that it's very important because you have to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, I think it's really important because it's the, like putting your best foot forward has taken on a whole new meaning. Um, Growing up, that was very superficial. It was like, look your best, speak your best, you know, all those kinds of things. And now it's taken on a whole new meaning because I'm like, if I don't feel my best, I can't give my best. Yeah. Um, And that goes with everything, which is why it's also something that is a topic that's interesting to speak about with people is what do you think is more important mental health or physical health Mm -hmm. but if you didn't have the proper mental health you wouldn't have recognized that you would be in bad physical health yeah yeah you'd think you were fine right and it, it all starts from there so why wouldn't it be important you know what i mean and um i think it becomes hard for people to understand because you can't see it. You can't see your brain working better. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's but you can see your muscles growing. You can see yourself getting thinner. Yeah. Um, and I unfortunately don't think it hits people until they've hit a certain rock bottom or a burnout. Yeah. Where they then start to care about it. Yeah. Um, and that's the same as how it goes for physical health until you become obese or have a heart attack or something like that. Then you start to care about your physical health. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely very important. And I mean, self-care is really important. It's hard, I think, for some people to honor and take time yes. to do, yeah. depending on your upbringing. I think, honestly, for me personally, it was my upbringing that makes self-care so hard. Yes, um, yeah, me too. And also being manipulated to believe that people that did take on self-care were selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I think... Um, or weak. Or weak. 
yeah. Like, oh, you can't handle this? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. So it's, yeah, um, it's being able to interact with people that didn't grow up like you. That yeah. I think allows you to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny to, for you to ask that question because to me it's just like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. for some people, they don't see it that way, which is kind yeah. of still very bizarre. I don't know how you would think that way, but yeah, that's a privilege, I guess, you get to have. Yeah, yeah, when you learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, and I think that's that makes me kind of sad to, <laughs> to hear you say it's a privilege and you go, yes, I think it yeah. is. Because it shouldn't be. Yeah. It should just kind of come with who you are. And I think, I think too, that as a person a lot of people don't realize when you're not mentally healthy it shows yeah right and and you're right like you know a lot of people don't feel it until there's a burnout or you have a a physical like disability come Mm -hmm. out with like a heart attack or whatever and and you know even in the smallest ways if you're not healthy mentally for example if i every time i get really really angry (laughs) that is not a healthy mental place Mm -hmm. and i will now take it out on you Mm -hmm. because i am projecting and i am a little shit because i don't know how to control those emotions Mm -hmm. i mean i do but i choose not to because i'm really angry and i journal yeah (laughs) Uh, i don't want to feel these things um so it's just it's those things where people don't realize that it is such tiny tiny moments every day yeah that if you're having a negative emotion or a happy emotion, you will exude that yeah. physically. If you're mm-hmm. really happy, what do you do? You jump around, you dance, yeah. and whatever. If you're mad or you're sad, you cry. Yeah. Or you start pun- not punching things. Like, you know, you <laughs> might want to scream into your pillow yeah. or something. So it's just, I, I agree. I It would be nice if people put more importance on that than their physical appearance because yeah. there's, there's that... Um, there's a post, I think I, I like it too much or I repost it too much, but it's the 21-year-old me when I'm dating. It's just like, oh, hey, like, you're hot. And then the 27-year-old me is like, by the way, like, what, what childhood traumas do you have? And, like, can you tell me about them so you don't project them on me? Is very real. Yeah. At this point. I don't care necessarily about how you look. Yeah. If you are an awful human being, I won't talk to you. Yeah. Right? You can be... Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Like, a <laughs> shitty personality. Right? No one would care. No. So, yeah. I think, I just wish people would see that as, I don't know, like, I, I was, I, my therapist actually brought up, um, she went to a mental health conference yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was Dr. Alberto something, I can't mm-hmm. remember, <laughs> it's too bad, um, but he mentioned how when he takes on new patients, he makes them go to, or he suggests, mandatorily, uh, <laughs> to go to a nutritionist. Oh, that's awesome. Because for him, gut health is a huge thing. Yeah. Right? And, and a lot of people, again, if you're thinking about your physical health, you are now thinking about your nutrition, mm-hmm. which ties into your mental health, yeah. guys. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's important. So I think, I think it's too bad that mental illnesses and and challenges and stuff like that come with so much embarrassment Mm -hmm. and like as Brene Brown says like shame behind it and like why why do you think that is 
so much shame behind yeah. it. Yeah, like someone will say, like the, the reason why I asked this question is because you brought up physical health mm-hmm. and how people put a lot of importance on that. Mm-hmm. When you lose weight, the embarrassment behind being fat is gone. Yeah. You're just like, look at me, I lost all this weight, and it was like 60 pounds bef- like heavier yeah. before, but I'll tell you how fat I was yeah. because I'm this now. Yeah. So why is it that when you have mental illness and you're now taking steps to remedy that for yourself, you still won't say, like, I'm a better person yet. Yeah. Right? I don't... Honestly, I still think it has to do with not being able to vis- visually attach something to it. Okay. Um, but, like, I like that you're pointing out the connection between mental health and physical health. You'll look better. You'll feel better. You'll behave better. Yeah. Um, and that is something visual that people can understand. But the embarrassment around it, like, the embarrassment of, you mean, acknowledging that you weren't in a good place and now you're in a good place? Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> because you have to talk about not being in a good place. Right. right. In order to be like, I'm better now. Yeah. Why is that so shameful? Well, I mean, okay, so in the sense of mental health, I think... It's still, I think, old, what is the word, old, I guess, thoughts of what mental illness was still carry on into our new age now. Uh, Depending on how you grew up, religions used to believe that if you were meant, like, they recognized mentally, they didn't even know what mental illness was. Right? right. When people started acting weird and whatever, they must have been possessed or right. reincarnated as a demon or something like that, right? And so in our new age right now, we're putting words, actual terminologies to these things. Right. And if you're a person that highly believes in evolution, which I am, this is just the uncomfortable wedge before it becomes comfortable. Yeah. To talk about all these things. Um, why is it embarrassing? I guess because you're trying to... Again, you're stripping yourself naked and you're becoming vulnerable telling people something was wrong with you. Yeah. I think it's just like a natural thing to pretend that you're this perfect person. Yeah. Um, and also to maybe admit... Like, I guess if you're admitting that something was wrong with you mentally is admitting that you had no control. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we as a society or just as human beings in general want to believe that we're always constantly in control yeah unless you're very much religious where you believe a higher being controls your entire life yeah if you don't have that type of faith it's very hard to understand why you aren't in control of your own life so to admit that to a person is to tell a person you you're out of control yeah you were out of control i don't i honestly don't know why it would be embarrassing for people like I've been talking to more people in my life that have been speaking about anxiety and all these things and how they're trying to better themselves. And, um, you know, they had these bad um, relationships with food and had this bad relationship with working out too much. These types of addictions that we don't look at as addictions and stuff like that. Um, So it's honestly, it's really hard for me to even say that people don't talk about because people do talk about it with me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why people would be embarrassed. I guess, yeah, it's just to admit that they're not perfect and that they didn't have control of their life at that point in time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's what it is. And just like Instagram just always portrays like a positive highlight reel of everybody's life. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassment though, I don't know why people would be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's Wait, perfect. Let know. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. I think also I think you need to aside from emotional intelligence, well I guess this is part of it, is recognize reading the room. Who should you be talking oh to about God. this? You know, like, yeah. I've had to talk to certain, some people about talk, like, understanding who you're talking to. For yes. instance, I, I've talked to my sister about this before, where she would get very frustrated about her girlfriends and that they didn't understand her stories and, like, her life and her traumas and stuff like that. I'm like, read the room. Yeah. Those people don't care yes. because they can't relate. They don't understand. Yeah. So don't read the room. Yeah. And I think... Maybe the embarrassment that some people feel in speaking about it, the room that they're in is in a space that they can openly talk about it. Yeah. Right? And sometimes I've grown out of relationships with people that don't want to talk about negative things. Yes. Or I guess, quote unquote, negative things. Yeah. Or just real things. I don't want to constantly always be bubbly and life is positive. That is a privilege I don't get to carry because I have anxiety. Yeah. Like, I see things for what they are. I yeah. don't want to constantly be a positive person all the time because that's just not how the it's world hard. works. Yeah. And there are some people who, I mean, you are so lucky to live in a world that you can just constantly think that it's positive all the time. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to talk about something that was bad that happened in your life. Yeah. Because you want to keep a consistent positive portrayal of the world yeah and just makes it that makes it easier for you to live life and that's yeah. fine but that's not real yeah that's a lie <laughs> yeah that's a lie <laughs> and at some point in time something will happen oh absolutely and it will trigger what the fuck is going on yeah. you know like yeah. the world is on fire i don't know what's happening yeah um and i think that's maybe what happened with covid and you're seeing how people are expressing or deflecting off of everything that's going on and yeah. their beliefs on whether it's real or not real or really in relation Oof. to how they portray the world. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a weird time having things happen now when we have to deal with it mm-hmm. um, because you start realizing and learning stuff about people in your life that you're like, oh, yeah, I don't I know you were like that. <laughs> you think what now? Yeah. Or uh, you think this is okay? That's weird. Okay, we're done talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, to, to uh, just give a little bit of context in, in, in what you said, though, with um, like not dealing with negative things mm-hmm. and then and then those people who think that everything has to be positive i think also it comes with um some understanding that sometimes people are stuck in talking about negative negativity right. all the time and yep. i think that's that's a different like we're not saying those people who you know every time i like if i were to go to les every time i'd just like <laughs> shit on everything like, all <laughs> yeah, the time yeah, yeah. every time I talk to her, yeah. then yes, she will absolutely be like, you can go fuck off yeah. now. Um, so that, that we get. But it's it's one of those situations where, you know, if someone's come to you and um, you're having a really bad day, mm-hmm. to come back to that person and say, you know what, 
every day is so sunshine and rainbows for me and you it'll be okay and you're not listening i had a bad day yeah just let me have my bad day it's like it's like when you were a kid and okay this is probably a bad (laughs) analogy but when you were a kid and you're eating food and you left food and you were full and your mom was like there's kids in africa who don't have food and you're like but i'm full yeah Stop making me eat. Yeah, like, don't make me feel guilty for... I'm full. Mm -hmm. Like, if I eat any more, I'm now going to throw up this food. And then it really is going to be a waste. Yeah. Because my body's not going to get the nutrition it needs because you wanted to guilt me about kids in Africa. Exactly. Like, and and that's... I I get what you're saying. Like, just because I'm having a bad day, you don't have to, like... And that's a part of gaslighting. Yeah. Right? Um, You talk about anxiety... Um, and those terminologies, I think, are being a little bit more open for people to understand what gaslighting is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, and, and it comes down to trying to fix a situation. I didn't ask you to fix it. I'm just yeah. saying, I had a really shitty day, and this is what happened. And sometimes you just have to be like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. And that's it. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's kind of nice just to be confirmed <laughs> that, yes, my day sucked. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and again, again, you know, we're not harping on people who are you know positive and rainbows and sunshine all mm-hmm. the time it's a lie <laughs> but you know we get it if you walk away from people who are constantly talking about yeah. negativity but if it just happens every now and then because sometimes life kind of that's shit. just life yeah. yeah you don't have to make me feel better about it yeah i'm just going to feel it yeah and you're just gonna be like okay yeah <laughs> that's cool Let's go get pizza or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if you just distract me in the sense yeah. of, like, let's move on because I'll let you feel it, but we can move forward. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. Just don't make me feel like, oh, I don't feel that way. Yeah. But I want to. Yeah. And that's part of emotional intelligence is understanding that, like, a person that's in front of you is having a bad day and you're like, okay, what can I do? Right. And just, like, Nothing. Uh, it's okay. Nothing. You're like, oh, that sucks. Like, yeah. I've, I've personally really started learning to just be like that because I was always a fixer. Like, I had to fix oh, everything. Girl, me too. Right? And that contributed to anxiety and resentment and all these, like, bad, toxic um, feelings. And it wasn't until I was just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. And then you kind of veer the conversation somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. You're like, well, that sucks. Do you want to keep talking about it? Or, like, <laughs> yeah. how do you feel? Yeah. You know? And um, and it, that's what it is. Like, it just telling a person that you hear them. Yeah. You know? I see you is such a big yeah, thing Yeah, or now. I hear you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. I see that. Or even say that. I yeah. hear that. Yeah. Or whatever. No, absolutely. Yep. That's uh, so funny. I, it, and it's like, we've lost the art of communicating yes right yeah because we all indulge so deeply with like you are as the word your and like lmfao and like fml it's like okay just express yourself the way you need to express yourself and that's fine yeah um yeah and and we get to interestingly enough interestingly enough see the world that way how communication has changed so much yeah and because we're in such an instant world, we're losing all of that. Yeah. Um, and also that comes down to why people haven't been able to reflect because they always want instant results or yeah. they don't want to have to think about things. Yeah. So it's just too much thinking. Yeah. Right? It's too much to feel. Yeah. And I've like, 
So there's this terminology, they shortened it as NFC, need for cognition, I oh. think is the term. I'm probably wrong, <laughs> but I literally just read about this and I it was one of those aha moments and you're like, oh, that's what it is. So reading about it, it's basically that different people have different needs for cognition. Some people are highly, like for me, for instance, compared to my husband, I find it so much fun thinking about things mm -hmm. and thinking about abstract things and like philosophical questions yeah. and like, how yeah, does yeah. this work? My husband does not. Yeah. And he's just like, that's not fun for me. Like right. he's more of a hands-on, doing something physical, yes. that kind of thing. And understanding that everybody takes on tasks differently and understanding tasks differently probably make you understand that some people have a capacity to understand something you're saying and some don't yeah so it wasn't until i realized that and i was like oh uh, you're just not on the same like fun level <laughs> yeah. as me yeah yeah okay yeah but it's the more you know the more you learn it's just fun. the world's just a little bit easier for you to navigate through yeah and understanding that people are different mm -hmm. like i i found like early early on in my therapy growth mm -hmm. um i would phrase things like i function differently than mm. you do or you function differently than i do mm -hmm. and i think that's also part of how i've kind of um uh, learned to separate myself from certain people not because they're bad people but when i say things like that they don't understand what that means yeah right and they're just like well what do you mean defense mode yeah well how do you function like i don't well we clearly are disagreeing right now why are you offended yeah why we're just different people yeah or these are also the same people god forbid i have so many of these people in my life who overgeneralize oh, people yeah i hate that yeah like they're always like why do you do things like that no one does it like excuse me no, no one? one yeah <laughs> you're like no one not a single person who doesn't do this not like a this. single person yeah or like the question of like you know why do you make decisions like that or like why do you say things like that that's weird everyone <laughs> does it this way everyone does it yeah. that way everybody because clearly you're triggered yeah and i'm fine <laughs> so like not everyone does it this way mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and i think that that's one of the things that um like makes me laugh with just conversations like that that you're just like I, everyone is a different everyone is a different person yeah. everyone has a different perspective the moment that you start talking to me like i'm just like you mm -hmm. conversation kind of needs to be over yeah because now we're in a complete disagreement because the very base of this conversation <laughs> is wrong yeah you are not the same person yeah no you know and then and then they make and i hate that when you said gaslighting i immediately thought of instances where some people will make you feel bad yeah why yeah if i do something that triggers you don't fucking tell me <laughs> yeah. that someone else wouldn't do the same thing yeah. as me well that's nice yeah so go have a conversation with that right? person why are you here like why are you so mad at me for doing something <laughs> i did yeah if you don't like it say i don't like that yeah don't tell me everyone else in the entire universe does yeah. exactly the same thing you did yeah i don't uh, <sighs> it's such a weird thing that I notice a lot of people do that and maybe it's to have a sense of belonging like they say that not every like everybody else does it this way yeah yeah just to justify that you do it do that it way. that way yeah yeah it's okay to be the lone wolf and maybe 
maybe you're the one that's doing it the yeah, wrong way, you know? And it's, um, yeah, like, this, just this sense of, it's a natural thing, if you want to believe, again, in evolution. Like, we always came from, like, packs and tribes and that kind of thing. Some people may not understand it, but coming from, like, our Filipino background, that's just how life functions. So when people are yeah. feeling like they're outside of the tribe and that what you're doing is not the norm, they're just like, well, my tribe doesn't do it that way. Like, yeah. Mm, now you're just, like, in a singular world. Like, your tribe's not behind you. Like, you're here by yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's, I think, what hides people from understanding themselves. Like, why why do you feel that way? Yes. Society may feel that way, but why do you feel that way? Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's there's so much generalization that happens just because it's easier to process the world that way. Yeah. Right? And easier yeah. to navigate through the world that way, especially here in Canada or in the United States because there's so many different cultures. It'd be like, all Asians are like that. It's yeah. just easier for me to navigate through the world like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're living in the Philippines. We're all fucking Asian. How do we navigate yeah, through yeah. this? We actually have to think about... And then they segregate each other from different areas. Oh, everybody from, like, Metro Manila is like that. Da, da, da. It's just an easier way to navigate through the world. Yeah. Um, and that's natural. But when you're doing it to a person in order for to isolate them and make them feel like they're wrong... Yeah. That's definitely wrong. And that's gaslighting. Yeah. 100% gaslighting. I hate when people do that. Oh my god. But then it's funny and you're just like, really? Everybody? Yeah. Not a single person does it the way I do? Yeah. Like, what? And it's, like, <laughs> and it's such a, it's such a, like I almost, now that I've learned more about gaslighting and, and, and made to pay attention to it more. Yeah. Um, it's such a funny moment when you question them on something that they're like, this is what you're doing. This is wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. pay attention to what I'm saying yeah. because I want you to now think that you're crazy and then when like for example like moments like that where they're just like you're doing it this way and like no one does it like that and I'm immediately like but like I do I it do, like yeah. this so, so I am somebody yeah what like if I put 30 <laughs> other people in this room you think none of them would do it like yeah. I do you're kind of weird and then they, they get super like I don't know what to say now yeah because it's like they realize that they I don't know if they realize that they said something that was so overgeneralized to make you think that you're crazy. Yeah. Or that they now have no idea what to say. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, she's right. Yeah. And I tried to manipulate it. But it's like, it's very easy to be like, you know what, you're right. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done things like that where I overgeneralize. I'll even sometimes be like, now I'm overgeneralizing. Yes, but, yes. You know? Yeah. But it's the acknowledgement. Like, if you can't even acknowledge it, that's what worries me about yes. people. You haven't noticed that you made a general... There are, what, 7 billion people on this earth. Yeah. And you're going to say that everybody does it one way. Yes. You're very narrow-minded to think that that's yeah. the situation. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like having conversations with people and bringing that up, they're just like, oh, now you're overthinking it. No, it's too much. No, no. I'm actually proving to you that you're you're wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and maybe that you live in, like, this little Instagram bubble where you think, you know, your 500 followers do it all the same. Yeah, yeah. But there's more, there's like 7 billion people in this world. I'm yeah. pretty sure somebody does it the same way I do. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and, and the funnier thing about like gaslighting specifically is that I find, uh, for me, I still get triggered because I'm a very sensitive person because I'm anxious <laughs> all the time. Yeah. If someone calls me out on my shit, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, 
But it's true. Yeah. Because you only said that that's about me. Like, if someone says, like, oh, that's a really weird thing you did. Yeah, I know, but, like, <laughs> it's true. Right? I will respond to it that way, but I'll accept it. Yeah. As opposed to someone who's like, y- you did something really weird and no one does that. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm just like, now you're just making me feel like I'm crazy. I would rather someone call me out on my shit just for have you. make me uncomfortable. Exactly. Just for you. Yeah, yeah. because it's only something like, I Oh, that's did. weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you overgeneralize it, I will call you out on it and ask you why you're so triggered. Yeah. I yeah. did something you don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking comment on it. I don't care. It's true. Right? It's true. I don't know why people... I have people fucking weird. Honestly. <laughs> like, the, 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 the WAP song. I tuned into it. We, me and Kevin watched the video. I wasn't really paying attention to, like, the fuss that was going on okay. in the virtual world. Yeah. Like, I don't actually know why people... People were making a big thing about yeah. it. So I never heard the song. Okay. I just heard, the like, the fuss about it. Yeah. And everyone was mad because of the actual, like, what WAP stash. I don't even... What, what is, Ask Pussy, I think it's what sure. it is. Sure. Okay. Um... And oh, right, just, that is the song. They right? say it over yeah, and over again. They say it over <laughs> yeah. and over again in the song, and everyone's making such a big deal out of it. And I'm like, but why? why? Stop listening to it if you don't like it. Yeah, that is very... Well, I mean, now stepping into the entertainment industry is a very interesting world. Like, okay, this is going to open up like a can of work for sure. <laughs> so there's so many parts to this. I've seen some people who may look at if you watch the video and maybe the word wet ass or the terminology wet ass pussy would be like oh that's so vulgar and yeah um, blah 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 but when you or like they're twerking in the video and her boobs are hanging out and blah 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 yeah but when you turn it on its head and go well this is what female or feminism is and female equality is allowing these two females to create a song the way they want it to be to dance in it to wear whatever they want um, and make it about whatever they want that's part of feminism because you are allowing or you are trusting that their judgment is correct yeah and however they want to navigate their life yeah and i know I'm pretty sure it made a buzz in like the whole feminist world where some women are like, oh, you're sexualizing your body and blah, 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 which is pretty funny because that's very redundant to the fact of feminism is supposed to, you're empowering your body. You are allowing a person to use their own judgment how they see fit. Yeah. That's the whole point of believing in women. Yeah. Is that you know yourself better than anybody. Yeah. And you do what you need to do. Yeah. So that's why I find that really funny. However, on the flip side, when you are a public figure and you have the platform that you have, are you creating are you creating art to elevate humanity? Yeah. Or is it to maybe even like be detrimental to humanity yeah it, and that's where it, that's what i'm saying it like opens up a can of worms because it really makes you think like just looking at that video and listening to it it's like one side is this and the other side is that yeah right and it, it it's so nice to have it's refreshing to have something so vulgar like that yeah. because like guys have made songs just as vulgar yeah 
Oh, yeah. Um, and it just makes people feel uncomfortable because now you're seeing two women talk about Do it like it. that, yeah. right? And yeah. I've noticed that with guy friends, too. Like, when um, me and girlfriends bring up stuff, they're like, wow, you guys are talking a lot about, like, dicks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're yeah. like, so? Yeah. Like, in mainstream media, there's just, like, so much female, like, like porn that's for guys yeah. and just for guys, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why it's funny you bring that up because it's just, it's so, it's a great topic starter, I think. And yeah. everybody has their own perception of it. And it depends on where you stand on your belief of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like me and Kevin were talking about it. And we're like, but as a feminist, don't you want to say that they are allowed to do what they want what to they do? What they want to, yeah. Because their judgment is correct for their life. If yeah. you're starting to question why you would do it then now you're questioning a female's ability to choose yeah what they want to do like yeah. so it's like now you're just reversing it all again yeah i don't know and it's i don't know if that was like the fuss that was going on in the world but that's what was funny to me i was just like hmm interesting yeah i don't know i don't know what the fuss was though well people just didn't like um i think there were a couple components to it but mainly is because a lot of people thought it was too Mm. that they're just like oh she's saying it over and over and mm -hmm. i'm just like well i mean she wants to <laughs> yeah. you know stop listening to yeah it. and i think there are other things about like kendall or sorry not kendall kylie oh, being, being in it. it and they're just like oh she's like this big yeah icon mm -hmm. sure <laughs> um so they're just like they she should be careful about how she portrays herself why she, made she that wanted decision. to do that. Yeah. And and that's why it's funny when you're saying, like, um, it's too vulgar and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but you do understand that music videos don't only get released by the artist. There's yeah. people that look through it. There's CEOs of companies and record yeah. labels and all that kind of stuff. So understand that it goes through a lot of different people yeah. to get released into the public. Yeah. So to only put that on Cardi B or, and um, Meg The Stallion is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Because you clearly don't understand how the industry works. Yeah. Right? And yeah. Um, to put it on just the artist is pro probably not the best way to go about it. No. Because there are also men at the top that know that sex sells yes yeah right and yeah. so they're using it in that kind of way i don't know there are a lot of components to it and it really just depends on how you feel about sexuality in general like if it makes you feel uncomfortable then i think maybe you need to check your sexuality and yeah. see why it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. like i don't know yeah i don't really care i don't mind it it's not that big of a deal to me like no yeah yeah. No, and that's the thing too. I was just kind of like, if you really don't like it for whatever reason, just it triggers you. It. Stop. Just yeah. No one cares. No one needs you to vocalize why you care so much about the song. No one cares. No. It's out there. Some people like it. Some people don't. You clearly do not. Yeah. All it is. Um. Too many opinions. Not <gasps> enough thinking. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Maybe do a little silent yeah. thinking as opposed to just constantly telling people what you think. No one cares. <laughs> um, so I I wanted to bring up, I think it's funny that it segues into people thinking everything they say is super important mm -hmm. because um, I was, just, uh, earlier when I was telling you that narcissism came up on your podcast. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh my God, finally people are talking about stuff <laughs> like this. And, and it's just, it's such an, it, it, like mental 
challenges mm-hmm. like uh, narcissism or like how you and I deal with anxiety and some yep. people d- deal with depression. It's just, it's hard to, like you mentioned earlier, to place boundaries on mm-hmm. stuff like that because um, you don't recognize it necessarily. So someone who's narcissistic, for example, will vocalize all their opinions about yeah. the web song. Yeah. Um, you and I, no one would just be like, oh, you deal with anxiety. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not a thing. And I mean, yes, sometimes it does show, like when you're depressed, you yeah. physically will not be able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and people know that you're extremely sad, not necessarily depressed, but really sad. Yeah. Um, are there ways that you feel people with higher emotional intelligence can use or like help people understand how to create those boundaries Hmm. for other people because you know how you feel you know how other people respond to you in those instances or having really any mental challenge um so how would you like are there ways that you would suggest for those people um to help other people understand what to do so wait as a person who is higher has higher emotional intelligence to have another person understand yeah and how you can help them understand journal I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just journal everything the journaling is always the best tool um, because it gives them something tangible to look at Mm -hmm. you know and they're like well, yeah, this is what you think about that. So why do you think about that? Um, yeah. So basically, you want to know how to coach somebody through being emotionally kind intelligent. Of. <laughs> um, well, yeah, talking journaling is always the biggest thing. I think um, some form of solitude, whether it's every day oh. or going on a trip by yourself or driving yeah. by yourself. Um, meditating that's always like I've always pressed that on a lot of people that feel anxious or um, feel like they are kind of disconnected from themselves or um, people around them um, is to always meditate or find some sort of form of solitude um, I think that's maybe what a lot of us are missing because everybody wants to hang out with their friends all the time. Yeah. They want to go to a restaurant filled with a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, but there is a beauty in being by yourself. Yeah. And like that, I think, will elevate a lot more of your emotional intelligence because you'll be able to not be triggered by anything externally because you're just by yourself. Yeah. Um, so aside from journaling, I think that's one thing but to make another person understand emotional intelligence or create boundaries yeah (laughs) it's a hard question yeah or wait so you want to tell another person how to create boundaries yeah or you want to explain to them that you are creating a boundary yeah so how do you tell you want to know how to word how to tell a person that you've just created a boundary yeah it's a really awkward conversation to have yeah um especially when you're dealing with with stuff like that right like when you're already anxious or depressed or even when you're narcissistic right sometimes 
or when you're dealing with someone who's narcissistic yeah that's hard yeah because they'll never under like okay so if you're dealing with somebody who's full-blown narcissist no matter what you say they will never understand because they are not able to reflect that anything what you're saying actually pertains to them oh god they won't believe it they're like no i don't know what you're talking about yeah you know they'll read something and be like wow that person has a problem yeah, yeah. you know yeah um so dealing with a narcissist a full-blown narcissist because there are a variety and there's a degree as to how much narcissism somebody has but if you're dealing with a full-blown narcissist to create boundaries i mean it depends on what kind of who they are in in your life there are people who are married to narcissists yeah and i think it's also understanding that there is going to be a uh, a factor of intimacy that you will never experience with them because they are not able to connect on that level yeah um sad full-blown narcissists have only chosen certain things for their benefit yeah um for the most part if you're married to somebody that's a narcissist chances are they chose you to make themselves look better you're a trophy wife wow. because you you make them look better yeah um so there is a sense of intimacy that you you won't experience with them because they can't connect to your feelings because it's not about your feelings it's about their feelings and what you do for them oh you know yeah. so i mean it's not necessarily going to be like you can't have sex with a person you probably will but they most likely will not care about what your needs are yeah <laughs> they will just care about what their needs are right um so to create boundaries in a sense of uh, like if you're married to somebody or you're in a relationship with that person i think it's coming to the realization that there is going to be a certain area that lacks intimacy that they can't provide for you um there is a psychologist her name is dr ramani you probably have seen her on red table talk yeah but she's devoted her entire career to narcissism oh wow um, and she she's somebody i follow a lot about it because of the world that we live in there are so many people that possess characteristics of narcissism so yeah. to be able to recognize it is good and and how to talk to people that maybe possess that certain characteristic however to experience life with a full-blown narcissist i have no idea what that feels like uh -huh. um because that's like some next level shit i don't know <laughs> what that is like and if if i would ever even um indulge in a conversation or relationship with a person like that yeah. but yeah i think that's one boundary that you can maybe not even set up for them but for yourself like oh interesting i know that i won't be able to find this type of intimacy with that person yeah they won't be able to talk to me about my feelings they won't be able to care about my needs so i'm gonna have to either find friends that do that i can talk to about um that with and i mean if you're not married to the person then why are you like even there there yeah right um, but yeah, boundaries with other people. I think, and that's the, the funny thing. You, when we, when I say boundaries, you're not creating boundaries for them. Yeah. You're creating them for yourself. Yeah. You're creating those boundaries for yourself to not spill over into a bad place. Yeah. 
So you also can't be making these boundaries based on their behavior. It's yeah. based on your behavior and how you feel when they do certain things, yes. right? Yeah. Because I, I think some people do it based on their behavior. Like, oh, they started talking about this boundary. Yeah. That's not what it is. No. It's about how you start feeling when they talk about those things. Yeah. Because like I said in part one was you may be closing a door and missing out on the joys that you get from that person. Yeah. Just by saying, oh, they're talking about something. I'm out. And like understanding your threshold. So, how to create boundaries is still always going to derive from knowing your threshold for things. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're always going to experience some form of narcissism in people that we... I mean, that's just the world now. That's just how it is. Yeah. (laughs) I wish there was an easier way. I wish there was like a 10 step to creating boundaries. But yeah, it's always going to derive from knowing yourself knowing your threshold journaling is always the best thing because you can read all those things and find out there's no quick easy fix i think you have to go through all those steps of like journaling then reflecting right and then um so recognizing identifying and then applying right oh okay right yeah yeah so maybe that's an easier way to look at it right (laughs) yeah but it'll it'll come from journaling because you'll be able to identify where you get triggered yeah um yeah and then applying it the conversation is always going to be weird but i think if that person wants to be in your life they will respect it yeah and if they don't then good riddance that's fine you can leave that's okay yeah um yeah and i think the biggest thing too i think that stops people from creating boundaries is they feel like if i keep creating boundaries with people i'm going to be alone like i'm not gonna have anybody left right but that's not true no um you just put people in certain areas of your life. Like, yeah. Like we were talking about before. Like, you're my partying friend. You're yeah. my, you know, documentary, like, conspiracy theory friend. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. those kinds of things. I don't think it, that's very rare to find somebody who's so well-rounded that you can't create a boundary with them. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be amazing. Um, I think... I think boundaries are such a, an interesting topic because mm-hmm. a lot of people, one, like you said, don't really know how to do it. Two, when they do do it, they're afraid that, you know, they'll lose people. And I think yeah. that's the whole purpose of creating boundaries is finding out who should be in your life. Yeah. Um, but what do you do, because we talked about gaslighting so much, <laughs> what do you do when um, you have someone in your life who gaslights? <laughs> Walk away. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Because that's scary. Recognizing that it's happening yeah. is probably the best thing you'll ever do for yourself. So when you you can feel it and you're like, I feel like I'm about to punch you in the face. Like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the part of emotional intelligence maybe some people are missing is regulating your emotions. Like, this person's gaslighting me, but I'm not going to let them gaslight me. Yeah. Because if you show them that, they know that they've gotten a rise out of you. Yeah. That's all they really want. Yeah. So if you're just like, hmm, okay, cool, and you're really calm, then there's nothing for them to play off of. Yeah. And for the most part, if you're dealing with a narcissist that knows, or a manipulative person that knows what they're doing, they know that they're gaslighting you. Yeah. When you don't react, it's not fun for them anymore. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, okay, I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So it, it is a scary situation, and sometimes you don't even recognize it's happening if it's a new person in your life and they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but if you've experienced it enough times and you know what triggers you, then you'll know if somebody's gaslighting you. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, certain situations. What's an easy... Well, like how you were explaining. When you're telling somebody how you feel and you're like... Like devaluing what somebody's saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it wasn't even like that. Yeah. Like, uh, no, uh, it was. Yeah. 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 It was like yeah. that. Um, and I think it depends on the experiences that you go through. Like, I think we can identify it because we're two women, for one. Yeah. Also, people of color. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of gaslighting that happens in those kinds of areas oh my god in in spaces that you you are in and uh even just within your family there's a lot of gaslighting that happens um yeah (laughs) how to deal with it i mean yeah it's just recognizing when it's happening and knowing that okay i don't have to react to this yeah yeah i can just leave it the way it is yeah and this person might throw a tantrum and scream and yell and but that's not my problem yeah and that's it yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we always want to justify ourselves. Like, we always want to have the last word yes. in these yeah. debates that we have with people. And it's like, I don't need to explain myself to you. You yeah. clearly don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's fine. I don't, it's whatever. Luckily, like, I, I've, during COVID, I've come to a pretty good place of, like, not paying attention to people that gaslight me. Because everybody's from afar, right? Oh, right, yeah. And I'm just like... I also don't have, like, I'm in the service industry, so I don't have any clients that gaslight me for the most part. Um, And for some parts of it, when people gaslight me, I just don't really pay attention to it. Shit. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, poor you. You think that that, like, bothers me. Yeah. You know? Oh, interesting. So I think, yeah, that's maybe something that I was just a little bit blessed with. I don't know how that came to be. Yeah. Or maybe it's just being Filipino and, like, growing thick skin. Like, yeah. there's this meme I saw when um, a girl was like, oh, you think what you say bothers me? Have you ever grown up with a Filipino mother? Like, yeah, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> I have the thickest skin. Like, nothing you say is yeah. going to bother me. And I yeah. think it's funny because our traumas are sometimes our strengths, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's so many things that happen in this world that I really could, like, doesn't matter. I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's even a privilege to come out of because some people don't know how to get out of that yeah. kind of trauma. They kind of stay there. Yeah, they they choose to. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. Uh, well, do you think you can live with a gaslighting? No. God, I moved away. Shit. <laughs> no, I don't think I could. Um, no, you know, I can be surrounded by them, but then. To, like, be married to somebody that is? Yeah. I think. Like, have someone close to you. Yeah, I would probably be like, no. No? I'm out. Yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. I um, was watching all these, like, YouTube videos because of um, just certain situations and people in my life that uh, are going through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, maybe, like, I can find something that'll make you feel better about, you know, the gaslighting situation you're in. And I should have was like, nah, I can't find anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what to tell you. This person's awful. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's the saddest part about uh, certain mental... I think that a lot of mental challenges 
um, is is hard to grasp because of like how awful some of them can be. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you don't want to talk about anxiety or depression or being bipolar or yeah. whatever because that's such an internal thing. It's inner work. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about narcissism and like how behaviors like gaslighting come out of it, um, you don't want to talk about it because when you when you're the person in that situation to realize that's happening to you, yeah. you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. What am I supposed to do now? And, you know, you don't want to talk about it to anybody because you know what they'll say. <laughs> get, get, yeah. out, get out of the yeah. situation. And, and it'll make it worse because now you've put something you didn't want to deal with into reality. Yeah. But that's what it is, right? Like, we were talking about People don't like to admit things because then they're kind of stripped naked, like yeah, the vulnerability. Yeah, and you you wish that life was just that easy, like get out. Yeah. Oh my God. You yeah. know, yeah, and yeah. it's not. There's a lot of different components, like, and it depends on what context you're speaking in. Like, it depends on who your friend is trying to get out of, <laughs> like yeah. what situation they're trying to get out of. Yeah. Um, but in terms of gaslighting, ways to like reverse a response or maybe like not just don't respond yeah like if some if you have recognized that that person is gaslighting you okay let me say this i don't think a person can gaslight you without knowing that they're doing it no i agree because they've recognized a cue yes and a light bulb has gone off in oh, their yeah. head yeah and they're doing it so maybe don't believe or give them the benefit of the doubt that you have that if you explain something they will understand it better because they won't the reason why they're gaslighting you is because they don't understand what you're saying and they want to prove you wrong right um so when a situation like that happens don't give them the time of day of explaining it because you're kind of just like speaking into the wind yeah yeah you know that their whole point of gaslighting you isn't to understand you further yeah it's to manipulate you into believing you don't know what you're talking about yeah um so if it's i mean any advice is just to not even indulge um and if you're a female i mean you have to deal with it a lot yeah (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm always just a very sassy person and i just like I'm the type of person that's like, you really don't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm just not going to continue. Yeah. And I've had people that are like, oh, come on. You can't explain it to me. I'm like, Ugh. I'm not going to explain it to you because you clearly can't un- like understand anything I'm saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm the type of person that's just like, okay, so what did I say then? Yeah. Yeah, you're choosing to do this. Now. Oh, you can't explain what I said because you're not actually listening. So this is not a conversation anymore. Yeah. You know? And... Again, it stems back to, like, some people want to have conversations and some people want to have debates. Yeah. You know? And I think when it also comes down to anxieties, like when you were saying, and then your friends are kind of, like, questioning your anxiety, it's like, my anxiety is not up for debate. No. Absolutely You know? You're like, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And this is what it is. It's not like, well, maybe you're not. No. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no. No, there's no maybe here. (laughs) That's not it. Yeah. But thanks for trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in situations of gaslighting, I mean, it's not even being the bigger person. It's just kind of like realizing that this person's not looking for an explanation. Yeah. So for you to explain anything is a waste of time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you'll just get more frustrated yeah you'll feel it'll keep going depleted yeah it'll just keep going yeah yeah no yeah. <laughs> um i think i think gaslighting is one of the things that scares at least for me when i experienced it mm-hmm. um that put a, a really bad trigger in being vulnerable with people because you yeah. you usually experience it from the people closest to you yeah um and that's when you start thinking you know if i'm like this then you know what happens if like i break up with this person or i have to cut this family member out of my life i won't be able to explain my experiences because i i felt like it's it's a traumatic event to be gaslighted yeah um so you now become less and less and less vulnerable with certain people because you don't want them to think oh well you were crazy or Mm. you know that person was right they weren't but you don't know that yeah right so what do you do then i mean see but that's interesting that you're pointing that out that means that the gaslighting and the manipulation worked because you're questioning yeah right yeah um and I mean that that is the the beauty in journaling because you, you it's another thing to help you understand if you've stayed consistent. Um sometimes people like to gaslight you because they maybe believe that you actually don't believe that and you're just a sheep and you're repeating something, right? Right. But if you journal it and you're like, oh, actually, I've had this belief my whole life. Yeah. This is not just, like, a theory. This is my truth. Yeah. Um, And that is also another thing to speak to your confidence in yourself, right? And I feel like anxiety also stems from, yeah, questioning yourself and not being confident in yourself enough to trust that you aren't crazy, yeah. Um, and it is a place to really work on when you've been in a relationship and somebody has made you question a lot of yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, getting out of that relationship is probably the best way to go about it. It's probably going to be difficult, yeah, starting a new relationship with another person, but also realizing that not everybody is the same and that starting a relationship with a new person they're not going to carry the same gaslighting that the person you previously had is yeah um very much so like me and kevin have been in a very long long term relationship yeah and people may think that might be easy because oh you've been with the same person your whole life yeah like you know everything about them but people change Mm -hmm. over time and over years and you're relearning new new behaviors and you're relearning um yeah new tendencies that they have and all that kind of stuff and you have to treat the person at face value yeah i find and i think that's what's helped a lot for me personally with anxiety is like what you're giving me right now is what you're giving me yeah and i'm not gonna read so far into it to justify your behavior to be like oh but they were such a great person to me back then yeah they could they couldn't possibly be trying to manipulate me but it's like no you're doing it right now yeah and i'm gonna take it for what it is and I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. That's just how I see it, though. Yeah. And I think that's what's helped with my anxiety and not questioning myself is, yeah. like, noticing, like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're doing? You're manipulating yeah. me right now? Okay. I don't care if you're, like, cool to me before, but you're doing this right now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's believing people... Um, 
what is that the saying believe people when they tell you yeah like listen to when they say something yeah. that's what they mean yeah so that's like a uh, that a big component i'm hearing is that you are suggesting that people pay attention to like in the moment situations mm-hmm. too not constantly be i guess that's a that's a big gaslighting thing too where you know trying to get out of a relationship like that you're constantly thinking what was good before yeah yeah so why would it be bad now yeah future and past and i mean i'm not saying to like make big decisions based off of the present moment yeah but that the present moment is speaking for what it is at that moment yeah like even being married right people think that oh everything's great you know you chose to marry that person this is the end of the line whatever yeah no like every day you wake up to in choosing to be married yeah because nothing is ever permanent either yeah you know like somebody could die the next day and then what i'm widowed and i'm not married anymore yeah and i have to start a whole new life and vice versa but having that understanding that you're trying to take everything day by day yeah is the best way to go about it and if you're gonna gaslight me today how do i know you're not gonna do it tomorrow yeah right yeah and it's like one time too many yeah so knowing your threshold like yeah. okay you've done this to me five times we're done yeah that's it yeah i'm over it because it should only really happen one time <laughs> in yeah. a perfect world yeah. it happens one time you point it out and you're like don't do that yeah, yeah. And you're like that's yeah. it yeah yeah I mean, I think that's, like, the only advice I can give is just pointing it out when it's happening. Yeah. And if you've pointed it out enough times and it keeps happening, you need to understand your threshold for it. Yeah. And um, really make that person realize, like, you must really not respect me if I'm telling you this and you're still doing it. Yeah. I don't know how people tick sometimes. Like, I don't know if they need to be, like, threatened or something. Like, I'm going to break up with you if you don't stop, which is kind of sad, but sometimes that's how it works and I think if you went to go see like a couples counselor they'd probably say that's the worst thing to ever do in your relationship yeah but I don't know everybody's relationship's different I just know that if you're being gaslighted one too many times it's probably time to call it quits yeah and like it's funny that you were saying like usually the people that gaslight you are the people that know you the best yeah Yeah, because they know your ins and outs they know what presses like pushes your buttons yeah and that is scary um but it just like really depends on your your response to it. Right. You can just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah. And just walk away from it. And then it. let them be. Yeah. I have a so hard about the conversation that you're having. And it's it's hard for me to grasp because me and Kevin talk about literally anything and everything Mm -hmm. because I've always made it a point that if we don't talk about it it's gonna come out somewhere else yeah and I would rather it just come out in the open between two people than have to involve another person in the conversation somehow yeah you know when sometimes you're with friends and then somebody says something and then all of a sudden this fight happens and you're like what the fuck yeah and you get somebody gets triggered by it and it's like I would rather not have that situation where now these friends are involved in our situation um, and just have it between two people so how would you recognize if the person stopping the conversation if the person saying I don't want to talk about this is gaslighting or not yeah Hmm. right because that's such an easy that's such an easy phrase to say that can be construed as okay so we should stop because it's a boundary and I need to respect it or 
you're being a dick and you just don't want to talk about it just be like why why do we need to stop talking about this oh interesting and it depends on what because i don't want to talk about it but why don't you want to talk about it because it makes me feel uncomfortable okay cool right but if it's like what would the gaslighting version of that be though i don't think that would be a gaslighting version i don't want to talk about it i think it would be i don't want to talk about it because you're going to start going crazy that's gaslighting oh interesting right because now you're projecting it on another person oh okay we can stop having this conversation because you feel like you don't want to have it yeah but don't put it on me as to why we're not having this conversation right so that's gaslighting and i think that maybe that's a a, the easier way for people to recognize when it's happening to them yeah when somebody puts it on them like for instance i mean I, i think every relationship has gone through this where a guy goes well, I didn't go out with my boys because you were going to get mad. Mm, I hate that. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, I've said this to Kevin before, and I, I've said this to girlfriends to say it all the time. I can be pissed off. Yeah. You can walk out that door. Yeah. I didn't hold a gun to your head. Nope. So don't put that on me. And no. that's always the analogy I use. I didn't hold a gun to your head to tell you not to go. Yeah. You're just afraid that I'm going to get upset. And then what? Yeah. Like, and that's a form of gaslighting. Don't put your life's decisions on me. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me. I may get upset, but that doesn't mean that you don't do what you need to do. Yeah. Right? And so, I guess, yeah, talking through it, now that makes more sense. Gaslighting is like, we're not talking about this because I know you're going to go crazy about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Now you just gaslit me to go crazy about it. Yeah. Because now you're putting words in my mouth before we've even had this conversation. Yeah. If you're like... No, I'm just feeling really uncomfortable about it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. At some point, it's probably going to come out. You're probably going to feel comfortable enough to talk about it, but I'm not going to force you to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like that's probably the easiest way in that kind of scenario to recognize if it's gaslighting or not. Yeah. So is it, like, what would your number one thing be for someone who's like, am I in a relationship that involves gaslighting? What to do? No, what like to recognize it? Oh, yeah, that they're just putting their decisions on you. Like it's always a projection. Yeah, it's all, like, and that's what gaslighting is, right? It's not t- that person is not taking accountability for their feelings and their words. It's always about well, you made me feel like this, so I said that. Yeah. And like, okay, but you didn't have to say that. Yeah. You know and. Um, obviously when you get into heated arguments and heated debates like you're you're gonna say shit that yeah you know doesn't mean anything but it always comes down to the response after that debate or after that argument yeah were you able to talk about it after and recognize the things that you should shouldn't have said yeah and are you ever gonna say those things again because now, so this is like a form of conditioned learning, right? You get into a fight, you say all the things you want to say, you have now learned about each other what pisses each other off. Yes. Now, if you do it again, you're weaponizing what you just learned. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I know from the past fight we had, yeah. that if I say this, you're going to get upset. So that is gaslighting. Yeah. Because what... A person that is considerate and wouldn't want to gaslight you, they would never say that again because they know it hurts your feelings. Yeah. Right? Like, if somebody's like, stop calling me an idiot, I hate how that makes me feel. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll never say that again. Yeah. Right? And 
I wish it was that easy for people to recognize that you've said it one time and don't ever say it again. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. It should be that easy. But, um, yeah. I think that's, like, yeah, that's the easiest way to learn it. If you've pointed it out, and you've pointed it out and said how it makes you feel, yeah. and the person uses it against you again, yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I know you know what you're doing because you've learned it from our past. Yeah our past experience um so that's definitely how you know somebody's gaslighting you what do you do if they their response so for like i just thought of a um a scenario where like i've had this in past relationships mm-hmm. where i'll say like for example don't call me an idiot because that makes me feel like shit right and their response is well i'm just being honest or like i just i i'm a very blunt person I mean, idiot is a very strong word. Yeah. Um, And it comes to... That is now an excuse when somebody's like, I'm just just a very honest person. Yeah. I'm a very honest person. And you can find a thousand other words to use other than idiot. Yeah. If I specifically said, do not call me an idiot... Call me dumb next time and see how that makes me feel. Yeah. Maybe dumb on my level doesn't feel the same as idiot. Yeah. Right? Like, some people have, maybe the words are in the same category, but some hit harder than others. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm not trying to say to play, like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying to find, to be creative in how to call somebody stupid. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that at least shows that you're trying. Yeah. You know? You're like, yeah. don't call me an idiot. I hate how that makes me feel. Okay. And then they call you stupid the next time. You're like, don't call me stupid either because yeah, yeah. that's how it makes me feel. Yeah. At least you're realizing that they're registering what you've said. Now, if somebody keeps saying it and they're just like, I'm just honest, then that means you're also stupid because you haven't understood what I just told you. Yeah. I just told you that it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. So I don't care if you're honest. You're also inconsiderate. Yeah. You're not, you're also not just oh, honest, shit. you're also inconsiderate. Yeah. Like, right? And some people use that as an excuse. Like, yeah. I'm an honest person. I'm very frank. Yeah. No, but you're also very arrogant or very ignorant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, well, it's a situation where, um, like, when I've been in that situation, it's always the, you know, well, you're just being an idiot. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't understand what just came out of your mouth when I literally just said that doesn't make me feel good. Like, why would you reconfirm yeah. what I just asked you yeah. not to say? Yeah. Right? And it's, like, would you suggest when, when instances like that happen? Because self-regulating is not just out the fucking way. At least for me. <laughs> I'm not self-regulating yeah. anything. What would you suggest In someone, that kind of situation? Yeah. If they called you an idiot, be like, okay. Can you explain that in another way? Oh, interesting. How am I an idiot? Yeah, like, yeah. Specifically, how am I an idiot? Yeah. Right? Because some people like to use, like, name-calling words. Name-calling is a form of gaslighting because people aren't able to express or articulate exactly what the problem is. Yeah. Right? So it's just easier for them to throw an insult just yeah. to dead the conversation. Yeah. But if somebody calls you an idiot, you'd be like, wait, why? Yeah. And, well, because you're an idiot. Mm. But why am I an idiot, yeah, right? Yeah. And for the most part, that probably pisses the other person off. Or they'll be like, well, because X, Y, and you did X, Y, and Z. Okay, yeah. well, I'm not an idiot. I just do it differently than you. Yes. Right? And 
I think that's the problem with gaslighting is the people again aren't looking for a conversation. Oh, interesting. Right? They're not looking for a conversation. They're looking for a quick conversation over. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like an out. Um, and in turn, some twisted, weird way that makes them feel good to, like, <sighs> dead a conversation in that kind of sense. Yeah. Um, but, like, in hindsight, it's honestly the childish way to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, name-calling yeah. somebody doesn't make you any better yeah right um yeah so i feel like that's always the best way when somebody says you're an idiot like wait how am i an idiot yeah like ask questions yeah like please explain that to me like i would really love to know how i'm an idiot yeah and if they can't explain it okay cool so it's just this poor part portion of this conversation that you're talking about yeah i get it i understand but yeah those scenarios are really funny because you you find that the person really doesn't know how to explain they're just looking for a quick like conversation ender yeah 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 ask questions that's always the funniest part they'll actually like piss somebody off yeah because then that means they they weren't trying to that's not even like a solution yeah there's no solution there yeah um because i'm also the type of person that's like okay clearly you don't know what you're talking about let me show you yeah right yeah. i'm not like quick to be like you're such an idiot yeah um i've honestly have said that before to Kevin, <laughs> and he's like it doesn't make me feel good when you say that i'm like well because x y and z you didn't do right yeah that's right different. and then he's like oh that's what makes me an idiot yeah. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. i get it yeah. um and maybe that's the component that some people are missing like explain yourself why, yeah why am i an idiot yeah. i don't understand yeah so when the response is like well I, why you're just being whatever <laughs> then obviously right got it yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> noted noted <laughs> um so one of the things that i've noticed um a lot of people aren't open to understanding mental health and kind of like to why it's important like, I've, I've had people in my life say that um, therapy is an excuse to, yeah, oh, I've had this, yeah. Uh, therapy is an excuse for me to use so I can act a very specific way. So, so when I say um, I'm feeling anxious or I say my therapist told me to do this when you're acting a certain way right my response needs to be regulated so i have to do this mm -hmm. but because they don't like that response right just out the window you're just using that as an excuse or or they don't think therapy works because i've had people ask me well haven't you really thought about just sitting down and thinking about your own thoughts excuse me no i mean yes but clearly <laughs> i can't do it myself like I, yeah. I can't i need help right right like like what would you how would you, I mean, like, quote-unquote, deal with people who uh, just, like, they choose not to understand that it's a form of help mm -hmm. and not everything that they think is wrong? Yeah. I mean, so using the the phrase there or now you're using your therapy as an excuse yeah that's actually super funny because if you've if you've seeked therapy or you've seeked counsel 
that is an action to create a solution for something you've recognized is wrong. Yeah. So it's not an excuse. It's actually, what is the word I'm looking for? It's not an excuse. Excuses are just like empty words. Yeah. You know, with no solution and no action. Yeah. If somebody's going to therapy, that is a solution and that's some action. Yeah. So there's deading that term. You can't say somebody used therapy as an excuse. It's not an excuse. It, that's They're applying it to their life, so that's actually an action. An excuse is something that's empty. There's nothing there. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. For one. Two, um, for people to say, like, haven't you thought of sitting with yourself and your thoughts yeah i do that with a therapist yeah yeah that's exactly what i'm doing yes um i think there is also a stigma to thinking that therapists tell you what to do yeah they don't and they don't right and a lot of people go into therapy thinking oh my god my therapist is gonna cure me they're gonna tell me exactly what to do about my life and everything's gonna be great that is zero like that has nothing to do with it at all yeah um therapists aren't aren't dictators and if you've met a therapist that is one probably shouldn't be with them as a therapist all therapists are are there to facilitate your thoughts and to find healthy practices on how to regulate your thoughts they're not there to suppress your thoughts they're there for you to understand why you're having those thoughts yeah um and i think if more people understood really what therapy is outside of watching it on tv yeah then they would really understand that talking to your friends is a form of therapy yeah you know journaling is a form of therapy singing and writing music is a form of therapy we all indulge in some sort of therapy whether it's healthy or not um so if that's right that's also like the realm that we step into also culturally as filipinos filipinos don't believe in therapy no they think it's like you just go to church and you pray yeah yeah and everything will be fine um and that's great sure for some people who want to live that way but i think it also comes with um and i'm speaking from personal experience comes from a generational gap of how we grew up so for instance my grandmother probably wouldn't understand me going into therapy or anything like that because she comes from a religious background where that's not even spoken of yeah um there's also really old ideas that therapists were brainwashing people back in the day right right and i think that also carries along depending on who it is that's telling you that therapy is like the devil's work or some (laughs) weird shit yeah it comes from the conditioning of believing that they brainwash you which they don't if you understood it you would know yeah Uh, and i think it there always comes this form of understanding how people work that helps you like if you're in therapy you're you do need to understand that there are going to be people that don't believe in therapy yeah um and there will be people that may make fun of you for being in therapy but at the same time you're not going to therapy for those people you're going to therapy for yourself and at the end of the day if people believe that therapy is 
an excuse and if people believe that therapy doesn't work whatever clearly don't know enough about therapy to even be talking about it right so how to deal with it i don't know i'm such a bad person to tell people how to deal with it other than just like ignore it yeah because people are you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't yeah, yeah. if you don't go to therapy and you have high anxiety and you're high strung you get have a fucking heart attack or something yeah oh you didn't care about your health <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I went to therapy yeah, and you yeah. told me not to go. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You need to find what works for you. Yeah. Some people have tried therapy and they're like, that doesn't work for me yep. at all. Yeah. And that's fine, but it isn't enough to tell a person that it doesn't work. Yeah. Just because it didn't work for you yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't work. No. Um, but yeah, no, it's fun. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty normal in like a Filipino environment for people to be like, it doesn't work. And to also, and not even just Filipino, but I think just in general, I think more now than ever, it's normal to have a therapist. Yeah. Um, and again, it's like what we were talking about, people normalizing anxiety. Yeah. Like, your fear is not anxiety. No. It, that doesn't warrant you to go to a therapist. No. Like, that's just fear. Yeah. Um, anxiety and depression are real things that, like you said before, debilitate people from, like, living their life. Like, yeah. They can't get up in the morning. Yeah. Right? And and those are um, serious forms of mental health issues that would require you to go to therapy and do all those things. But, like, yeah, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's such a weird, a weird thing. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I'm such an advocate for therapy where I'm yeah. just like, if you want to go talk to someone super unbiased that's their job they'll listen to you you walk away whatever um but i i do agree it's it's such a interesting thing to like if you go people will look at you and be like oh like but why do you go to therapy right and then if you don't and you're a shitty person you need help yeah (laughs) (laughs) fucking tell me what you want from me you need help or I've, i've had people that go um why would i go talk to somebody that doesn't know me oh because they don't fucking know you. Yeah, and and yeah, and I think that's when you know it, it comes down. I don't know. I think it's just like a cultural thing. It depends on how you grew up. Like, why would I speak to somebody? Or it's just also the stigma that people don't look at therapists as professionals, right? Oh, you you can't. There's some people that are also not to not to what's the word not to knock on people that are coaches uh, life coaches and all that kind of stuff if you are a therapist you have gone through years of understanding research about the brain and how it functions and how it works yeah and it is a very interesting profession and it is a profession of yeah. years and years and years of understanding and researching things. Um, so for it to not get the same respect as like a doctor yeah. is kind of wild to me. Um, again, it's probably because it's something that people can't visually see working. Yeah. That makes it so hard for people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, talking back to somebody saying like, why would I talk to somebody who doesn't know me? That is the best form. Like there's no, there's no bias there. Yes. Right. Yeah. So they're just hearing and 
I've said this to a friend who said that to me, and I was like, imagine you could pretend to be whoever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the magic of talking to this person. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. And they can't be like, well, remember that time yeah. four years ago? Yeah. They can't. They're just going off however you want to portray yourself, whatever yeah. you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and it that it's up to you to be as truthful as possible. Yeah. And it'll start you it'll create that ability for you to reflect because now you're gonna be like walking out of therapy room like oh i just lied to my therapist why did i lie to my therapist you know and it creates that process of thinking that people sometimes need assistance with that don't actually think about things yeah um but yeah i've heard that a lot why would i talk to a stranger because they don't know I don't even know why you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and you're right. I, I think that's the that's the number one thing that I learned. I loved about therapies that they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. They don't know anybody in my life. They can't mm-hmm. be like, oh, but like so and so might feel this. My therapist doesn't care. She's yeah. just like, well, whatever it is that you say at face value, yeah. is what I'm taking. Yep. Which I think is really nice too because it teaches someone like me who deals with anxiety not to overthink anything. Yeah. Because having someone take everything I say at face value is really nice. Yeah, is important. And I think that's what stems from anxiety too, is not being heard. Yes. Right? People just want to be heard. And when they've been ignored or silenced enough, there's so much anxiety that comes from that because nobody yeah. is hearing them. Yeah. Right? And so going to a therapist that's their literal job is to sit there and listen yeah. to you is great and that's why i've heard people like kind of laugh at therapy because they're like i'm paying somebody to listen to me yes and it's like i mean sometimes that's yeah. what you gotta go through right yeah. and it, that's what i'm saying like therapy is not for everybody yeah you may find it ridiculous that people go to somebody and pay them to listen to them speak but they may not have the best environment yeah prior to therapy and that's why they're doing it yeah. like this is such a bad analogy, but sometimes people pay for sex because they're not getting yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, no, but it's but true. people don't look at that as crazy as fucking therapy. Like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, like why would you pay for sex? Well, yeah, because it's the same. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but like for somebody trying to fix their mental health, that's bizarre. Paying yeah. per hour to talk to somebody—that's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Do you think is Do you think that's why some people get oh. Do you think that's why some people get offended when they talk about therapy? Because, like you said, it's sometimes environments don't allow mm-hmm. where people will feel more comfortable speaking to the people in there. Yeah. I mean, and then it goes back to us saying, like, read the room. Like, these people don't believe sometimes in therapy. Sometimes it's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. If these people don't believe in therapy, why are you even talking to yeah. me about it? Like. Yeah, I've had several people who have come to me like, oh, my friends just don't understand. Like, I'm just then stop talking yeah. to them about it. Yeah. Find another group of yeah. people, a community that you can speak to about it. Not everybody is going to fill your cup of commonality or relating to them. Yeah. Not a lot of people understand it. So like you're you're just beating a dead horse with yeah. it. Like they don't understand. Yeah. So just leave it the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like the funny part about life in general and why everybody is so sensitive is because they think that everybody should have the capacity to understand everything yes and that's just not how the world works no 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 like i was um 
I, this comes up a lot in a lot of the uh, like motivational coaches and life coaches that I follow, relationship therapists. Um, they, they're like Esther Perel would say that one of the biggest things that we don't do right in relationships now is that we expect our partner to know to fulfill yeah to, and to fulfill yeah right like what what we expect from an entire village and it's just kind of like yeah. holy shit when i heard that the first time i was like i i absolutely do that yeah i absolutely expect my significant other to be like you are now my best friend mm-hmm. the person that loves me my the therapist per- yeah like everything everything <laughs> yeah. and it's just like and then when they don't fulfill certain points you think that they're incapable of it yeah but that's just not how it works and it applies to every relationship yeah. right so i think that's that's something that's super important that i i'm learning and i hope a lot of people yeah and i hope people start to understand that because that comes with relationships right and especially with how quick you can meet somebody now on tinder or whatever yeah you're signed up on and then go on a date with them and then just be like no i'm done and just like cut it off because of one thing that they haven't checked one box they haven't checked yeah um yeah and just realizing that people are meant for certain things and i think i mean that's hard right because like a lot of people come from codependent relationships where they really depend on that person for everything yeah um yeah and i think i think that's that's part of being in relationships too you kind of lose yourself in it yeah um and hopefully you hit a certain point where you're like, oh shit, I've completely lost myself. I've completely let myself go. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm not paying attention to things that I love. And then you start, you know, hanging out with your girlfriends again. And like, yeah, yeah, I definitely went through that too, especially moving to another city. And it was just me and Kevin. Yeah. So I was like, you're now my best friend. Yeah. Who I talk about everything to, even though you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. And if you don't respond and there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. You, you realize those things. And I think the sooner you realize that there is a purpose for each person in your life, yeah, um, and that not no one person can fulfill your every, I don't know, fantasy, I guess, then you get to go through life a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, it, and it, it again comes from, like, having this perfect world or, like, there are i always like to say this to people there are exceptions to the rule yeah and once you start realizing what the rule is especially when it's in relationships the rule for me is that the person i'm with i can trust i feel safe with and um we can joke around with about just about anything yeah they may not understand me emotionally they may not understand um, the things that I'm interested in, but that's not what I wanted them for. Yeah. Right? And it's it's understanding that, too, is knowing what your non-negotiables are in terms of friendship, um, in terms of relationships, intimately, jobs, family. What are your expectations for those people? And should you be having those expectations? Yeah. And I've talked, to, talked about this to several people is once you... What is the word? It's understanding the expectations you have for people and understanding why you have those expectations for them yeah are they even um what's the word are they even worthy of that expectation yeah right and that even boils down to family 
Yeah. And I've had to come from that kind of understanding that I'm expecting my mom and dad to be this perfect people, these perfect people that understand my every need, remember every memory of mine, and can answer all my questions. And then I'm like, oh shit, they're just people. Yeah. You know, and yeah. they birthed me, they raised me as much as they could, they facilitated my growth. That's about it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they are still just people. Yeah. And for me to get upset because I had expectations for them and how they were supposed to fulfill mom and dad. Yeah. Were they even that to begin with? Like, were they those people? that knew my every, you know, emotion and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then you start to realize, like, oh, shit, like, I created that in my own head. Yeah. And then now I'm getting upset because they're not performing for me. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Something that you thought they should yeah. do. Yeah. It's <laughs> such an interesting realization that you yeah. come to. And that goes with relationships and friendships and understanding that people belong in certain places and some people don't. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. I think that's a lot of people, like you said, like the expectation is usually what ruins a relationship. Yeah. Because you're thinking that they should perform a certain way or they yeah. should be a certain way. And then when they don't, you're like, well, they're failing me. Well, they're not really fulfilling yeah. something that they were supposed to yeah. like, in the first place. Yeah. And that's the big part, too. Like, we always believe like we're our worst critic, but we're also our worst enemy yeah right like and i feel like people would rather play victim than actually understand that they've created the situation yeah that's causing them pain yeah um it, it's it, it takes two people usually to create a situation you don't really yeah. create an experience by yourself yeah. there's always other external factors that create that experience yeah so you do have to take some sort of accountability for the things that happen in your life whether that's to empower yourself to say I'm such an independent person and I'm confident you can't only take the good accountability you also have to take the bad like yeah. okay I feel really hurt and distraught because I expected X Y and Z from a person and they didn't perform that but that's my fault because I expected that of yeah them. Um, so yeah it's like accountability works both ways and like you said like you have learned to I guess maintain your expectation by putting it on another person that you know you can get it from yeah um, and that's where it comes like I mean we're probably we're veering off very far but <laughs> <laughs> to talk about like um, just living in a world where people want to not be in monogamous relationships or be in open relationships and i think people just need to understand what the purpose is of the significant other you chose yeah what what do they fulfill in your life and just be like okay well that's what they are in my life and there's other people in my life yeah you're never living through the world with just you two there's other people that you have to interact with and you takes a village to raise a person yeah right and some people are just there for certain reasons think a lot of people just don't want to realize that they want to be somebody's everything Everything. yeah that's not realistic you'll probably kill yourself trying to do that yeah and not healthy at the end of the day no and it's a lot of pressure on the other person i would never want to be someone's everything yeah i can't fulfill everything they need nor do I want to. Yeah, nor do I want to. <laughs> nor have you asked me if I yeah, wanted to do this. I, like, I don't. Did you ask me if I <laughs> wanted you to be your me? everything? No. <laughs> That's a very good no. 
um oh my god so i wanted to say thank you for yeah for all of this like this is such a like crazy interesting topic and you're such an easy person to talk to um but i have one last question yeah so from everything that we've talked about today where because my podcast is go from here Mm. where would you tell people to go from here just with the information that they have learned um where to go from here (laughs) (laughs) um hmm maybe because we've talked about so many things yeah and maybe this might even be a very overwhelming episode yeah um okay so there's different components here i don't know everything yeah and i'm saying from my our experience so don't listen to this thinking that holy shit there's i know nothing yeah (laughs) um and this person has all the answers i don't have the answers um i have suggestions um where to go from here and maybe the biggest takeaway from this is the self-reflecting part yeah um i think that has been something huge for me for the past couple years that i have learned to maybe um successfully navigate or no not navigate successfully um implement into my everyday life is to self-reflect yeah um and it's helped me so much with my anxiety it's helped me so much with um just regulating my temper and um just being a little bit more nicer to myself yeah um and to others and being as understanding as possible so I think self-reflecting, however that may be, whether it's just sitting by yourself and meditating and listening, or it's journaling, or it's um, watching an interview and be like, hmm, how does this, like, how does this relate to my life? Or listening to this podcast and be like, how does this relate to my life? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, where do you go from here is self-reflection. And, Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> no, it's really good. <laughs> I was, like, trying to think. I'm, like, where do you go from here? Yeah, no, self-reflecting, I think, is the biggest thing. Sometimes I think it's, it's the most simple things, right? Just, you start from yeah. within, I think. Yeah, and it's, our world has been so charged with moving so fast and not paying attention and getting to the end goal as fast as possible. Yeah. And, but we're skipping so many steps in between and the, the biggest step is reflecting after every lesson or after every failure, even after every day, just reflecting on what you learned because there's so much to learn every day with every interaction um, to learn about yourself and to learn about the world around you. So reflect as much as you can. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really good. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up and thank you again, Liza, for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, check hers and Sandy's uh, podcast out called Naked Tongues. Yeah. Again, it's on Spotify and all the other places you listen to podcasts for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I will, not we, just I, <laughs> will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks.